Welcome to LDS Real People Real Life's podcast. We are back here in 2022 for a brand new year. This is Stephanie Colvin. I am your host coming to you from Southern California here in Ventura. And thanks for joining us. And if you're new, welcome. It has been so long since I've been able to join you in the podcast world. I appreciate your patience and your love. I've heard from many of you who have asked where I've gone and what I'm doing and if I'm coming back. Thank you for checking on me and loving me so much. As mentioned in my last couple of episodes, I did talk about the fact that I wouldn't be doing episodes unless I could feel the spirit. Um, November, December were very difficult months for me. We had a lot going on in our lives, our marriage, our family, our world. And um, after the trial of faith comes the miracles and the blessings, and that's what I'm seeing. So that's what I wanted to talk about is just to update my listeners, let you know how things are going, and talk a little bit about what the experiences have been that I have um, recently been through and the things that I've learned as always, I'm trying to stay true to the premise of the podcast, LDS, Real People, Real Lives, sharing my experiences and the things that we are going through um, in hopes that it will bless your life as we use the gospel to reconcile the heart in our lives. And it has been hard. I think with the pandemic, things have just been so crazy and it hasn't been just for me. It's been for Many of us, I can look around in my own little sphere of influence and world here and see that all are struggling in their own ways. Um, and most interestingly enough, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that our trials and hardships, some are the same, but most I think are a bit different. And that really speaks to a good Lord and Father in heaven that are leading us at this time and giving us the experiences that we need in order to bring about the um, characteristics, the qualities, the traits, the faith that we will need to push forward and persevere in these latter days. So I wanted to start off a little bit about talking about um, these last couple of months. Things have been really hard, especially financially, um, At one point, I was really concerned about our ability to hold on to our home and um, just our vehicles. We have one car payment to be able to have these cars to get us to where we need to go. As as you guys know, if you're longtime listeners, you know that I travel a lot and um, we have just been really been put through the mill with finances. I think with inflation and things going up, we're here in California, so our gas is you know, just over four fifty a gallon. We're looking at the price of meat that has gone up, price of medication, um, milk, and other things that we uh, typically need to subsist on and survive. Uh, that are very difficult to come by at a reasonable price. Add into that uh, the taxes that will be going up here in California State. 
and um, some other issues that we've been seeing. More and more mandates in order to work. It's just a combination of things that's made it very difficult for us to survive here in Ventura. We love Ventura. It is so beautiful here. We are absolutely very blessed to live here and to be so close to the beach. Um, as a matter of fact, there was, and I'm sure a lot of you heard about the underwater volcano just outside of Tonga um, that erupted last week. And we had a tsunami warning for the first time since I've lived here in my 10 years. And um, boy, was it exciting. Uh, many people thought we were insane for going to the beach during a tsunami warning. However, when I woke up that morning, it was an hour late by the time I had received the warning. Uh, and then I found out that they were only expecting one to three feet. So we felt pretty comfortable going down there and watching the surfers. And um, it was just so gorgeous and beautiful. The clouds looked like they were folded, just one right after another. Just the coloring as the sun was uh, able to kind of peer through some of the uh, clouds that were kind of opening and just these sunbursts and sun rays that were coming through over the Channel Islands was just absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. But as we face higher taxes with property taxes and cost of living going up, we have just truly been struggling. I think that financial stresses uh, can really kind of swipe your feet out from underneath you. And it's very hard to do other things in your life that are really important when you constantly have this financial stress just kind of hammering at you and it affects relationships and your days and your mental state and um, being able to just continue to endure as the good Lord has asked us to do it uh, well. He's commanded us not to only endure, but to endure it well. So I have learned a lot as I have um, endured and pushed through. We still are here. We have our home. There have been many, many blessings. Most recently, um, this month, January, tends to be the hardest month for us continually as we continue to support my father-in-law in a board and care home who is completely disabled. He needs lots of help, lots of care. And um, with the increase in care comes the increase in the funds that they need to care for him. And um, we have had car problems, car repairs galore the last couple of months um, to the tune of a few thousand dollars, if not more, between our, our vehicles and then, of course, our kids um, trying to help them with their their trials and hardships, the things that they come upon in their life, which let's face it, they're working their booties off to provide for themselves and they're getting most likely the bare minimum as far as being able to have a home, food, paying their bills and um, doing the things that they need to do in their lives. So there's really just nothing extra. But what I'm learning through all of these experiences and the reason why I'm so open is I see the blessings. Uh, we come together as a family. We lean on each other. We help one another out. We look at our family as like a little village. And um, we, for all intents and purposes, were running out of money this month, literally to the tune of just a few dollars in the checking account. Uh, my son called me yesterday and um, shared with me how he had come into some money. Uh, I'm not sure how this happened. I think it might have been a 401k that he cashed out from a prior job. Um, I did not ask, but he said, Mom, I know things are really tough there. You know, we've you've always helped us out. How can I help you? So... He sent me the money this morning, which has allowed us to be able to make it through the rest of the month without borrowing any more money, um, has allowed us to pay some bills, get groceries, put gas in, and most importantly, to be able to travel to Fresno and pay for my son's truck, which was there being repaired so that we can get it back to Ventura. Um, so once again, the good Lord provides for us. He knows our needs. He knows the desires of our hearts. He never blesses me uh, or the family in the ways I think we need to be blessed. 
Um, it always comes in his way and his way is always best. To be able to receive this money um, for my son without paying it back because we do help them a little bit financially every month to cover their bills. Essentially, this was just a way for them to reimburse us. And so it was a, an ideal situation so we wouldn't have to pay the money back so we can actually get caught up. And I see that as a tender mercy and also the fact that Heavenly Father knows the details. He knows the details of my life, my son's life, all of the things that we're managing, and he's been able to bless us perfectly. And I'm so grateful for that. I want to share another example of um, seeing the Lord's hand in our life recently. Um, we did have a little bit of a family issue, I think, as families do. And um, my son and his girlfriend, who I love and adore, we had a little bit of a argument and kind of a falling out a couple weeks ago. And it was just absolutely devastating for me. Um, and the fact that I'm very close to them. Um, I try not to be too involved and too much of a helicopter parent, but just find that right balance where I can see the baby, FaceTime, be a part of their lives, be supportive, and um, hopefully just, you know, uplift and edify each other and have some laughs. I, I think that laughing, sense of humor, smiling, hearing others laugh is definitely um, a great way to receive healing from the trials and hardships that we inevitably face in this life. And um, I was just devastated when this happened and it was really, really difficult. Uh, my son has chosen to be with a, a woman who has a background that is very different from ours. And um, her family life has been very, very difficult. And so there has been a break between her and her family. And um, with different ideals and uh, rate, you know, the way that she was raised in comparison to my children. Uh, it's, we're always learning how to bring all of that together, as I'm sure you have this experience in your own lives. Um, as you bring people into your family through marriage or significant others that they choose to be with and trying to meld together the different um, thoughts and feelings and uh, ways of living. I <clears throat> always trying to be very cautious of how much I share when it comes to other people's lives in my family. Um, as this podcast continues to go on, um, I have had some family members mention to me that I share a little bit too much and um, I'm trying to find a healthy balance because I feel like the podcast and the premise of the podcast still rings true that there's a lot of people who need to hear from real LDS members who are living their lives and using the gospel to find peace, to find happiness, to find answers. Um, so I want to stick to that, but I'm also trying to be very cautious at how much I share. So I hope I can find a good balance between the two. And um, moving forward with that story with my um, son's girlfriend, it became quite a to-do and um, quite an argument between she and I. And I, I have to admit, being a boy mom and coming from a family of boys, um, I'm very in touch with my emotions and feelings. I always have been. I'm, I'm very sensitive. I wear my feelings and my heart on my sleeve, so to speak. But at the same time, coming from a, um, a home where my mom was the breadwinner. She was the one that went to work for long days, came home, made dinner, did the dishes, helped us, you know, with our homework, got us ready for bed. I mean, she was just constantly on the go. And what I've learned from her is to be resilient in my life, emotionally, spiritually, and I've had to learn to compartmentalize things because I can't have things take me down because I have way too many people relying on me. But most importantly, for myself, um, if I let things consume me, that's a certain level of misery that uh, I would never want to live with. And I'm grateful for the gospel that helps me to find peace. Uh, 
so this situation that occurred with my, I'm going to just refer to her as my daughter-in-law. I actually call her my daughter because that's, that defines our relationship very well. And I was just devastated at some of the things that were being said, not only from her, but from myself too, out of anger, being defensive, and also being offended. Um, you know, there's nobody like family that can hurt you the worst, people who are the closest to you, because you feel so much pain and so much sorrow from the hurt feelings that can often manifest, and more often than not, it will manifest in anger. And uh, we know from our personal experiences and the gospel that anger never does any good. It never makes a situation better. So prayerfully, I, you know, went to the Lord and prayed so hard and fast and diligent for my family. Um, I put their names on the temple roll, prayer roll, which is great through the LDS tools app. You can actually do it on there. It makes it nice, quick and easy. And within a couple of days, we were able to at least talk. And I'm very aware of my responsibility of leading by example. You know, if, if I want the kids to come back into the gospel and to see the beauty that the gospel has to offer, I have to show them that beauty and that peace that the gospel has to offer. And um, it can be hard sometimes. But when we focus on the Savior and really put him at the center of our lives, then that means that we really truly want to live the gospel in our lives. And that becomes more important than the hurt feelings or the things that were said between you and, and another person in the family. And that's what happened with me. As I was able to um, continue to go to the Lord through prayer, to be able to sleep on it, wake up the next morning, um, I was really able to find some peace with the situation and understand and see it for what it was. Therefore, I was able to push forward. One of the biggest things I asked for in prayer was that Father would fill my heart for her, my heart with love for her, the same love that he has for her. And um, it really softened my heart. And he filled me with immense love for this girl. We all have our stories of living here. This time here on earth is a proving ground. It's a probationary time. And we were meant to come here as the Old Testament and the Come Follow Me this year is really teaching us that we were meant to come here to have the hard, to have the sorrow and the pain and the suffering so that we could have the knowledge of good and evil and be able to make choices be able to use our agency to make choices that will reflect our hearts, our desires, and the path that we want for ourselves. Do we actively choose Heavenly Father, our Savior Jesus Christ, and all that they have that is good to offer? Um, so that as I kept that as my focus, things, you know, we fast forward a week and um, things are getting better between she and I. And I just always send up gratitude prayers of Heavenly Father. Just thank you. Thank you for working miracles in our lives. Thank you that Candace is receptive and uh, hears the Spirit, whether she recognizes it or not. And that she is so good to me and so forgiving. And that the Lord can help me put the atonement into practice. And to really understand that he's already paid for any slights or misgivings or hurt feelings. And it's not my job to drag this out, to crucify her, to go after her and just be miserable and hammer her with um, being just cruel and mean. That's not what my job is to do. My job is to love her, to find boundaries that are healthy to encourage her, and to keep my family a cohesive unit the best I can, but to be wise and recognize that they have their agency and I have mine and the serenity prayer, to be wise to know what I have control of and what I don't have control of and leaving the rest up to God. And that's truly what it has been. And I'm grateful that we've been able to move past that. There's been several other things that we have dealt with. Most importantly, I want to say number one is I've been really struggling um, 
with my faith. Now, I don't lose faith. Um, I would say that our faith journey can be like hills and valleys, you know, highs and lows, mountains and um, low valleys that we have to visit. But there's reasons for that because if you handle it uh, faithfully and continue to do what is taught in the gospel, which is to keep the basics, um, which is what I attempted to do, is study every day, you know, read the scriptures, say my prayers. I was not perfect at it and I was not mindful all the time when it came to it. There were times in the last two months that I just said to myself, like, I just can't. I just don't know what to say in this prayer today. I don't know what to pray for. I pray for the same things. I don't know what else to say. Um, God, are you there? Because I feel like I'm truly alone. Um, Christ, where are you? And I felt that way quite a bit these last two months through November and December and part of January, which is one of the reasons why I did not record an episode um, I knew that it was going to be a good experience for me and that everything would work out, but I wasn't sure how. And um, I never want to record an episode and that is not filled with the spirit and faith. I always want to know that the episodes that we record in this missionary effort in and out of the church is filled with the spirit and faith so that it's uplifting, edifying for our listeners and um, that's why it's taking me so long to record. So I appreciate your patience. Thank you so much for your support, your prayers, and your good thoughts. I have missed doing the podcast. I have missed you guys. And um, one of the biggest things that I've learned from this faith trial experience was sometimes we just have to put our head down and push through it. Sometimes we just have to put our head down and endure and I think probably that happens more often than not. Um, but the basics is what kept me true blue to my faith foundation. Now, there were days that I just felt like the gospel and all of the expectations were just too much for me. And instead of not praying, I would get down on my knees and I would express that to my Heavenly Father. Um, allowing Him by my willingness to talk it out with him to help me. Sometimes I felt it, sometimes I didn't. I have to admit it was quite a challenge for me because I'm used to hearing the Spirit. We have a good companionship. He He's my best friend. And uh, it was really a struggle in November and December to not feel the Spirit the way that I'm used to. And um I think one of the biggest things that I've learned from it is just to stay true, to hang on like you are in a tornado. And in that tornado, there is one stable bar for you to grasp hold of and hold on to while the tornado whips around you. And there's all kinds of debris. The debris is hitting you. It's hitting your body. It's hitting your head, your back, you know, your your legs, it's hitting your arms and it hurts, but you're still holding on and you're just holding on for dear life. And finally, the tornado and the tempest went away. And this just happened recently, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, I th really struggle with being faithful consistently, uh, always being able to use my faith to find peace with the situation. There's so many seconds in a day, and it's hard for me to keep it steady for all of those seconds, minutes, and hours that pass. Um, I was stretched and then stretched some more and then stretched some more so many times that I learned about my strength and that I can handle a lot with the Spirit of God, that I can do these things and I don't need to feel sorry for myself or throw a pity party that I do have these abilities as long as I walk with Christ. 
because with Christ I can do all things, and so can you. Um, I've mentioned before in other episodes that I feel like my trials have been to teach me to exercise my faith without knowing or understanding how things are going to work out. Oftentimes, we as human beings need to understand the details so that we can be okay with our future. But I think one of the things that we learn being human beings here on earth and during this time is that more often than not, we don't know these details and we don't know how things are going to work out. And so we, it's our faith that helps us to push and to prevail and um, I liken it to the early missionaries when the church was being restored. They would be sent out to these foreign locations or even locations here in the States. And they weren't sure how they were going to get there, how they were going to be fed, where they were going to sleep, how they were going to bathe, wash their clothes. I mean, they didn't know any of this. They were just assigned and then sent on their way. And that's kind of how my life has been in the couple, the last couple of months is being okay with not knowing how things are going to roll out. And I'm not talking about, you know, little minute things that we deal with on a daily basis. I'm talking about major things, whether or not we're going to have a home, you know, in the next few months whether or not we're going to have vehicles to get us to and from and all the places that we need to go, whether or not I'm going to be able to make the electric payment and keep our electricity on, those sort of things. And those worries are so heavy. Um, many times I felt like I was carrying boulders around. And because of the nature of my marriage and with the anxiety that my husband lives with, I do share with him, and I'm very open and honest about what's going on. However, he doesn't have the ability to hold on to those thoughts because his OCD is just very persistent about being, you know, front and center stage. And so he'll be able to quickly move on, whereas I can't. And so I typically bear the burden of that alone. Um, oftentimes I can feel like I'm alone. You know, that I'm walking on the beach and I just see my footprints. But I know for a fact that when I feel alone and I only see my footprints, that that's for sure when the Savior's there. And the footprints I'm seeing are His because He's carrying me. And I'm doing my best to always remember that. That even when your bare necessities, you don't know where you're going to get your groceries from and if you're going to have enough money to pick up medication and things like that. Um, because I just trusted the Lord and I went to him through prayer and just how am I going to do this? I need to get this done. Um, everything worked out. It was miracle after miracle after miracle, kind of similar to my son coming into this money and being able to you know, help pay us back from the things that we've tried to help them with. It's just been miracle after miracle. Um, even right down to I picked up some weight from just being at home for the last couple of years and traveling. I feel like I'm always, you know, sitting and uh, I started working out again, which has been very good for my mind and just the way I feel for my general overall attitude. But I didn't have a dress for church. And uh, I was talking to a very good friend of mine who has become like family here in Ventura. And I had shared that with her. And the next thing I know, I've got a, a card on my doorstep with a very sweet note that says, please, you know, this is my own private little stash. Go buy a dress. I want you to feel comfortable when you come back to church. Um. And I, that's, again, to me, Heavenly Father knows the desires of my heart. You know, church isn't a, uh, it's not a fashion runway. <laughs> I am not concerned about what I wear because of what everybody else is wearing, per se. 
as more of just me being presentable to the Lord and putting my best foot forward. Um, and that's just another example of how the Lord has provided for me. It's been through the people, the people in my life, which they couldn't help me and provide and, and be a blessing to me and be the Lord's hands and feet and be on the Lord's errand if I wasn't open. You know, my whole life, I would always keep these things to myself, close to my chest and not share. But the gospel teaches us to open up so that we each can fulfill that first covenant of baptism to comfort those who need comfort, to mourn with those that are mourning, to be there for each other and to take care of one another as we will in Zion too. So with that, I don't want to go on and on. Um, I just want you guys to know that I really appreciate your love and support. I am back and um, I'm not sure what the podcast is going to look like this year. It's going to be very fluid and evolving. And um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it weekly, twice a month or once a month, but just know that I have not given up. And for those of you who depend on the podcast for sustenance and uplift and edification and just to hear real life faith stories, I want you to know that I'm here and I will continue to do the podcast. Um, being a servant of the Lord and doing this missionary effort, he truly has filled my heart with love for each of you who can hear my voice. And I will not give up on you uh, just as much as I would not give up on myself. We are here to strengthen each other and to help each and every one of us get back home. I wanted to talk about this last conference in October, um, one of the 70s, Elder Ciro Schmiel, and I'm sure I'm butchering his name, but he gave a talk, I think it was in the Saturday afternoon session, Faith to Act and Become. And as I was reviewing uh, scriptures and talks and things this morning for today's episode, this just really struck me. Faith to act and become. We must act and we must do. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is not saying, oh, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to provide all this information to you that I've had all these prophets keep track of, journal, make sure they write down just for you guys to know. I'm not giving you just knowledge. I'm giving you knowledge to go act and do. And it's through the action and the doing that we become like our Savior. He says through prayer, scripture, study, and action that we can unlock the blessings of heaven and become better followers of the Savior of Jesus Christ. It's in the action and the doing that we become like Jesus Christ. He also shares a conversation that he had with the prophet, President Nelson. Uh, he was invited to lunch with the prophet, and he just so happened to be there um, in the area. And uh, when he sat down, he was kind of thinking, gosh, you know, what can I talk about with the prophet? What kind of questions or counsel or guidance can I seek? And um, he asked the prophet, if there was any guidance that he would like to share with him. And the prophet's answer, President Nelson said to him, Elder Schmiel, you are called for what you can become. That statement hit me profoundly. Our prophet truly is a prophet for our day. I mean, he is a doctor. He's a scientist. He has a wealth of experience. He is faithful. He loves God and Christ. He loves this gospel. and He loves this church. He is so easily, it seems like, able to make statements with very few words that have great impact. You are called for what you can become. So I started to reflect on my callings. What have my callings been? Ward missionary, um, primary teacher, seminary teacher. Oftentimes when I've been called in Relief Society to do a lesson, it was to teach especially about ministering. Um, I have held other callings, but the majority of my callings have been to teach. So the Lord's wanting me to become a teacher. 
And maybe by becoming a teacher, that's going to lead me to the next stage of my spiritual growth and service to the Lord. And I refer to my patriarchal blessing. What does my patriarchal blessing say? And it's helped me to kind of put together as I figure out the mission that the good Lord has for me at this time in my life to understand what he wants me to do. I still know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he wants me to be a yes person. We have women's conference coming up at the end of January. And um, a good friend reached out to me and asked me to do a little video on how I basically stay in touch with the Lord daily and the things that I do. And so I went ahead and did that video, although I don't really like to be on camera. Um, I did it and I did it because I believe that these people who are assigned to bring together these conferences, um, they prayerfully consider who they're going to invite, who they're going to include. And not only did they need sisters to be able to share their faith, their experience, and their testimony about what they do on a daily basis to grow their faith foundation, but also just your willingness to serve the Lord. I needed the experience to work with the Spirit. I needed to be able to go out and do the Lord's work and have the blessings that come from that. I needed the education that comes from doing the Lord's work. And so I really appreciated that she reached out to me um, to be able to share that. Uh, last general conference, President Nelson said, to do anything well requires effort, and becoming a true disciple of Jesus Christ is no exception. We know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is found in the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Um, requires everything you have. And then once you've given everything you have, it'll require more. And the beauty of this gospel and all that it requires that you must give um, to truly be a disciple of Jesus Christ is given back to us a thousand, a trillion times over. It is consecrated for our good and we become, we become more as we move on that path to become like our Father in Heaven. President Nelson is inviting us to work hard and to be mindful of this on a daily basis to become better disciples of Jesus Christ. And he told us that to become more like the Savior, we need to strengthen our faith. And we strengthen our faith by asking, acting, studying, and of course, among other things, but those are the basics, asking, acting, and then studying. So I want to talk a little bit about that. When we talk about ask, he said, ask your Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ for help. Clearly, he has not sent us here to do these things alone. He doesn't want us to do it alone. He wants us to do it in partnership with our Savior and the comforter that he has given us. Asking through prayer is one of the keys to knowing how to become a better disciple of Jesus Christ. It simply is. So referring back to the story I shared about my daughter, my daughter-in-law, my, my son's girlfriend, um, I went to the Lord in prayer many times and said, Father, I need your help. I need you to dissipate this frustration and anger. I need you to help me to feel love for her. And I need you to help me to bridge this gap. And um, because this could have easily been something that divided the family. I have two kids. So, I mean, we wouldn't have seen them. We wouldn't have seen them at holidays and birthdays. I wouldn't see them on a regular basis. And it could have been very, very poisonous to our family. And I'm grateful for the answers that the Savior had given to us, who had given to me, and for the blessings in answering prayers. I truly believe in the power of prayer. And uh, just want to remind you that um, we are taught, in scriptures, now I go unto the Father, and verily I say unto you, whatsoever things you shall ask the Father in my name shall be given unto you.
Therefore ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For he that asketh, receiveth. And unto him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Lay hold upon those words, people. We must ask, we must seek, we must knock and kick that door down if need be. We need the blessings and the guidance that comes from our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, and our loving Heavenly Father, who are gods. And let us ask in faith, faith to know the will of the Lord and then to accept it. So the second thing that we need to do is to act. You know, acting is essential. We must do. It's essential. It's an essential key to becoming a better disciple of Jesus Christ. As we act, he will guide and direct us along the way. So my favorite um, talk about this is with Elder Bednar, where he explains uh, a man's walking in the fog, and he can only see two steps ahead of him. And I've shared this before, so just be patient with me, but this still rings true. He takes the two steps, and then he prays again, Father, where do I go? What would you have me do? And then Father reveals a couple more steps, and he takes two more steps, and then he has to go back into prayer. All right, Father, I was able to do this. You know, you wanted me to do that, so I got it completed. Now this is where I'm at. What would thou have me do next? And this is how we need to act. We need to prayerfully invite the Lord into our lives and ask him. Um, as we act, he will guide and direct us along the way. So that's exactly what has happened to me in the last couple of months, not only with my daughter-in-law, but also with our financial situation um, and how to sustain ourselves, um, who to talk to, the places to go to, how to get help. And most importantly, um, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is patience. Sometimes acting can be um, long-suffering, is patiently suffering long until the time comes to act again. I love what Nephi says in the scriptures in the Book of Mormon. He says, I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. How often do we see ourselves in that? How often do we find ourselves doing that in our, in our own lives? Um, acting and doing and just relying upon the Lord because we know how inferior we are um, as far as our ability to understand the future. And it's just the nature of this experience here on earth is to live by faith. That is the requirement. Um, acting and, and doing and being led by the Spirit, even though we don't know how things are going to work out, this is how the Lord works as we put forth effort and act. Um, even when we do not have a clear understanding of what needs to be done, the Lord told Nephi what to do, which was to go and get the plates. But he didn't tell Nephi how to get the plates. And oftentimes the Lord leaves that up to us. So action is very, very, very important. And as we act in faith, the Lord does and will guide and direct each of us. That is an assurance. That is a certainty. The third thing that we need to do is study. Um, studying is another essential key to becoming a better disciple of Jesus Christ. It just simply is. If you want to know and understand the knowledge of God, you have to read the word of God. Prayer and scripture studying go hand in hand. They work together for our benefit and for our good. And this is the process that the Lord has established. He says to feast upon the words of Christ, for behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what ye should do. Christ's example, his life here and all of his teachings will guide you and be a liahona to you in any circumstance or situation that you find you, yourself in. Doesn't that feel so reassuring to know that he's always got your back? 
it does for me. And I'm so grateful to our Redeemer. We too must seek guidance from the scriptures for our journey, and we must teach from them in our homes and church callings. It's so important for us to use the scriptures in all that we do. Um, I think for our journey too, I'd like to add to that our patriarchal blessing. If you have your patriarchal blessing, we you need to be reading that every day. I'm telling myself the same thing. I need to get better at reading it every day. I used to be really good at that. Um, because that is your personal liahona. In concert with the scriptures, you will have your answers and all of the guidance that you need for your personal journey. Um, the fourth thing that we need to do is act to become. So when we're living a certain way and we're choosing to do certain things and to go out and act you know, and, and be a participant in life and projects and helping and serving others. Um, we are becoming. So the things that we do in our life is putting us on a path to become a certain person. Uh, many times answers to prayers will not come right away. But we must have faith to continue, act in righteousness and be persistent like Nephi when he was trying to get the brass plates. Um, from my own personal experience, I was persistent in looking for guidance and direction to um, be a good steward over what the Lord has given us and understanding that it is truly enough. Uh, Elder Richard G. Scott said, Be thankful that sometimes God lets you struggle for a long time before the answer comes. That causes your faith to increase and your character to grow. It's so hard to remember this as you're struggling and you're going through so much, isn't it? And yet, just because it's hard doesn't take away this truth that he is there, that he sustains us in our struggle, he strengthens us, he gives us his grace, and that through the enduring, our faith increases and our character grows because who do we want to become like? What countenance do we want to reflect? That will always be the Lord. Elder Scott also said, as you walk to the boundary of your understanding into the twilight of uncertainty, exercising faith, you will be led to find solutions you would not obtain otherwise. Have you had an experience like that? I know I have. Being pushed outside your comfort zone, being willing to walk out a few steps into the darkness. These are good experiences for us. It's how we're stretched. It's how we, we learn. It's how we change and we become more. President Dallin H. Oaks teaches us that the final judgment is not just an evaluation of a sum total of good and evil acts and what we've done. It is an acknowledgement of the final effect of our acts and thoughts and what we have become. What path have you chosen and what direction are your feet facing? When you go out and do and you act, where is your heart? Who are you representing and who do you want to become? I'm so grateful for our prophets and our leaders that teach us and point us in the direct direction. They focus us and help us drop all of the nonsense and the background noise of the world. They truly are the watchmen in the tower. They see things that we don't see. And they guide us. They protect us. They direct us. And they love each of us. So, faith to act and become... I had faith to act in November and December. I tried to remain as steady as possible. I wasn't focused on becoming anything. I was focused on just getting through. Like, this too shall pass. This is not going to last forever. This has got to pass at some point. Here I am. Today is November 19th, 2022, and it hasn't passed. But the bulk of the pressure 
<clears throat> the burden has been lifted. And this is what the gospel of Jesus Christ can do for you in your life, is it can help lift that burden and truly yoke you to the Savior so that you feel as if you can do it all. You feel as if you can do anything. And that is how I feel this week, today. I finally feel like, okay, I've crested the summit. And I am looking back and I'm like, wow. You know, just wow. The Savior and the Spirit of God has got me this far. Has sustained me in everything that I need and should do, but also the things that are righteous that I want to do. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the hope that the gospel continually gives us. I'm grateful for the focus that attending church, you know, listening to general conference, participating in our callings gives us. It continually focuses us on the Savior and the Savior redeems us he saves us, he gives us grace for grace, and he loves us. Please feel free to email me at ldsrealpeoplereallives at gmail.com if there are any questions, thoughts, or stories that you would like to share. I'd love to hear from my audience, especially if there's a story that you would like to share that would build the faith of others, um, that a recent experience that you have had uh, maintaining your faith through very difficult times and then seeing the miracles and the blessings that have come after. I would love to be able to share that story. If there are any that you would be open to sharing, please email me at ldsrealpeoplereallives, that's plural, at gmail.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at ldsrprlpodcast, and you can find us on TikTok at ldsrprlpodcast as well. As always, please stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay faithful. And remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Until next time, much love, God bless, and aloha.